Hello and welcome to Tracks, I'm Tim. And I am Harry. And this is episode number 86 and we're all joining together this week for a big old celebration. People who have an extensive knowledge of our back catalogue will be able to maybe work out what it is that we've got the party poppers out for. <laughs> but right now, we're not going to tell you. We're going to keep the suspense building for at least another, what do you reckon, 45 seconds? Yeah. I think we say it pretty much exactly the other side of this little bit of music. Wow. But who cares? Right now you don't know, listeners, and that's what's important. Let's give it to them. Let's give it to them. I don't know what that means, but let's give it to them. Does that mean let's give them the episode and stop talking? Absolutely. Okay, let's do that then. Okay. Where are we going to see him? Quick. On the flip side of this one. Nice one. Bye. 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 Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You alright, mate? Hello there. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, and I'm quite excited because I get to say those magical magical words to you this week happy birthday mate ha- i was gonna say happy birthday um, <laughs> i hate it when you do that i do that quite regularly if someone says it well quite regularly once a year but very often it happy will happy birthday to you too yeah, happy- yeah and you <laughs> please let it be your birthday yeah um thank you tim are you enjoying your birthday i mean it's not really a birthday no it's been in- it's been and gone now well yeah we're in the kind of weird it's equidistant between uh, when we're actually recording and release date. Your birthday will occur somewhere yeah. in the midst of all those time. Yeah. All those time. A uh, little thing to say, Tim, is yeah. that last week I said, and you told me that my birthday didn't fit in, uh, fall on the most depressing day of the month, of the year. And turns out, Tim, it very much does. Yeah. 15th. That uh, that actually is Blue Monday. Yeah. Oh, even worse, because I'm going to a funeral as well. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. God. Just adds up. Um, it really is going to be quite a depressing day. So have fun on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, birthday time. What yeah. a lovely time of the year. Do you Are you someone who enjoys their birthday? No. No. I, mean, I honestly I'm, don't give a damn. I'm asking that question for the listener's benefit, because I know the answer. You are not a birthday guy. No. It's just... Uh... I don't like being centre of attention. At Bollocks. Least, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> At least, on the most part, if I'm if I'm in a place where I'm not comfortable, then the centre of attention isn't my thing. Yeah. If I'm with all my mates and I'm drunk and stuff, then yeah. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. But uh, I'm not kind of. I don't. I just don't really like the pressure of like having to. You know, it's your birthday and you're like the one that everyone's got your their eye on when you go out. I mean, not just like people aren't waking yeah. up like it's Harry's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm. I am quite similar. Like, it it doesn't really appeal the whole. Uh, kind of rounding everyone up and mixing friend groups and like all the awkward logistics that yeah. go along with it. I enjoy like a birthday event once it's happening. Yeah. But like I will have a lot of anxiety prior to it all kicking off for yeah. sure. Anxiety just like popping up all yeah. everywhere. Just like you're gonna do anything? I I might do, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And I've been I terrible. will if I want to and maybe if I don't want to then I won't. Yeah. I've been terrible for that to you this year. That's just you constantly out. yeah. Um, but I want you to come out. Yeah. I can't celebrate your birthday without you. No, <laughs> well, you can, but um, 
it falls on an awkward day though, a Monday. Same with yours as yeah, well. Yeah, mine is a Monday this year. Uh, you kind of have to do the week before or the week after. Um, yeah. So I will do something. My my plan was to go out with you lot three days before on a Friday. Yeah. Because you're all going out anyway, and they're yeah. just saying at the end of the night, it was my birthday thing. Yeah. This and then good. there's no pressure. Then it's like oh, everyone was out there. They'd be like, did everyone come? Like loads of people were there. At least drop it in early enough in the night so that people buy you a drink. Very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, by the way, guys, this is the only night out I'm having for my birthday, so... Most people celebrate me. So that's... I'll buy you a drink, mate. Cheers. Yeah. How many? Uh, just the one. Well, it depends where you want it. If you want it in Wetherspoons, maybe two. <laughs> but if you want it in Green Door maybe Store... Buy me four cans. Buy you four cans. I'll happily buy you four cans. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, birthday's not a massive fan, but twenty fifth, so that's uh So that's like a big one, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's not it's not twenty first was a big one. These are the ones where I find it all a bit confusing. Like why why is twenty first a probably an American thing, isn't it? Have we just stolen it? Because it doesn't really mean anything here. I feel like no. Twenty five I can now rent some kind of car, can I? I can rent I I don't think you could rent any kind of car before. Maybe a van. When you're 25, you can rent a camper van. Okay, nice. I can't drive, so that's not going to help me anyway. But you can rent a van and not drive it. Put it out the front. Yeah. Just Just, so that I can. Just sit in there forecourt. I rented this. (laughs) Um, So I guess I could do that, but I think it's an American thing. You can drink at 21, can't you? Yeah. So 18's probably the biggest one here, and then you probably really got nothing until you're 30. They're quite regular at that point, though, because, again, it's a bit of an Americanized one, but 16... Over here is becoming a bit more of a significant birthday. So you get like 16, 18, 21. All of those yeah. are biggies. And then really, you just go through to 30. But I like the roundness of 25. Yeah. A quarter century. It, that's like a good one. I would have that as a big celebration personally. Yeah. Um, judging by my health, I think I'm a quarter way to death. I think you're probably halfway to death. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, 25. That's all right. It's going to be good. It's going to be the best year of your life. I mean, we can't get into the kind of uh, new year. <laughs> do you have any resolutions for your <laughs> 25th year? We can't do that again. It's yeah, too much. But it, it will be. I think 24, 25 might be the best so far. Yeah. I think, they were, I think they were some of my favourite years. 25, I think, was one of my favourite years ever. Yeah. I still kind of... When people say, like, what was your favourite age? I still feel like... My go-to answer is 19. I really enjoyed being 19. I think I did. What was I doing? That was... You're at uni at 19, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, 19 might be my favourite. I liked the fact that you're not 18 anymore, so you don't feel like the really young kids, like, whenever... You, like, you feel like, I've grown into being an adult now. Um, I can I can mix with you guys. I'm experienced. But you're still young enough to be really young. Isn't it strange when you when you meet an 18-year-old now and how chi- how, like, childlike they are? It's totally, You're totally like, well, bizarre. I mean, often 18-year-olds look and sound older than me, but um, they, 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 they're very obviously 18. Like, yeah. it's they're all, like, still jumping around and, like, they're just yeah. a bit weird. And like, I remember at 18, I thought I was, right, this is the peak. I think yeah, I said... I'm an adult now. Yeah, I think I said back a few months ago, I was... Uh, I accidentally went to Wetherspoons... Which, for international listeners, of which we have many, obviously, uh, that's like a chain pub here in England and a, a very f- 
famous and popular one for cheap drinks. Yeah. Um, but I accidentally went there on Freshers' Week this year, so there were a load of like eighteen-year-olds yeah. out on their like first big night out, and I was just looking around thinking. Go home, little ones, like, wanting to just, like, look after them and phone their mums and make sure they got to bed safe. Like, they just seemed so little. And I look young now, so I must have looked unbelievably young at 18. Yeah, you're right. Me too. Yeah. But those days are long gone. I can barely even remember them now. It's nearly a decade for me. Yeah. Closing in on a decade of... Alcoholism. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on swiftly. I'm going to say it one more time first before we move on too much. Happy birthday, mate. Thank you. So now we've done that, I'm going to say, moving on to the more recognised part of the podcast, musical highlights of the week. Do you have one? Yes, I do, Tim. Um, so just a couple of days ago, we were graced with a new tune by a man who is safe to say a bit of a hero. And you, you touched on a, a point earlier which we will definitely bring up because I couldn't agree more. The the guy I'm talking about is Justin Timberlake. Mm. And uh, he released a new track called Filthy. Which felt... I always feel like his, his stuff comes a bit out of nowhere. Every time yeah. he bring that 2020 or whatever the last album was called. 2020 Experience, I think. Yeah. I remember the first song from that coming out, and maybe it's just because I'm not kind of plugged into that world necessarily, but it, that felt like it came Well, it had been out of the something like five or six years since the last one, and I think yeah. there's another five or so years now. Yeah. Probably expecting something this year, you can only assume. Yes. Um, but... He's brought us this new track, Filthy, and it's, uh, I think we both had very similar reactions to it, and there's a reason why it's now made my highlight. Um, But initially, let's go on to our initial first reactions of this track when we first heard it. What did you think? I, I text you, and I said, I don't know if I love it or I hate it. I yeah. kind of felt both at the same time. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, I've got to say, I've probably listened to it fully six or seven times now. First time, it was like, it was in the office and it was like, oh, I don't know. This is odd. This is, uh, this is a bit strange. What's happening here? And there's a lot going on. And you think it's going to, like, go into this big, um, like, dubstep yeah. thing. With that, does have like a bit of kind of yeah European house music yeah. undertones to what is essentially quite a poppy track. Exactly, and uh, we well, I showed Tim the uh, video for it just before this, which mm. you hadn't seen yet, and you think that kind of helped towards your liking of the track. Yeah, it kind of joined the dots a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, some of the. I don't really know why, because it's quite an abstract video, really. Not that much happens. Yeah. Um, but somehow it all just fitted together a little bit more than it had just as the song for me. Yeah. And I, every single time I've listened to it previously, probably a similar number of times to you, there have been moments where I thought, I don't really like this bit, or I don't, I don't like that aspect to the song. Whereas when I was watching it with the video and listening to it, 
I, the whole way through, I just thought I like this. Nice. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying myself. Well, we'll come back, I think, after listeners have had a chance to listen to the track, because some of you might not have heard it yet. Yeah. So it would be a good idea for you to do that, and if you want to go and watch the video, then watch the video along with this. Oh, 
so there you go that is it that is it Justin Timberlake filthy filthy and it's yeah I mean he's a bit of a raunchy pop artist isn't he yeah he's um he seems to be constantly stuck in that that sort of um period in the, the careers of I'm thinking particularly like uh female teen pop stars yeah where they make that record which is like um declaring themselves as having moved on from the bubblegum pop and I'm now a woman and I can make like a sassy yeah. like he seems to have since sexy back just yeah, stayed there <laughs> actually no it was a bit more mature in the last album actually like he had a yeah. suit and was like a bit more of like yeah. a the, the elder statesman of pop yeah 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 and um, now he's he's back just being sexy Justin again he's sexy but also, Justin but also Steve Jobs yeah Steve exactly. Jobs Justin um, and I think the thing about him you mentioned earlier which is a point which I've never thought of but is exactly right he's He's basically the Beyonce for men. Yeah. It is very... Like, we are happy to talk about how sexy the man is and how brilliant he is and how we love him and want to be him. And, like, everyone's a bit like that with Justin Timberlake. He's a a hard character to dislike. He's a bit Will Smith, isn't he? He's a bit... He's definitely got a bit of that. I think he's very charismatic. He's very talented. He, He often releases things that are good. Like, he's never really brought something out that's been... Shit, I think that that album, the the one after um, his first, which I've gone, uh, but it was one of the first albums I ever had, uh, Justified. Yeah, uh, which apparently was originally written for Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, and then he had it. Was it called Jacksified? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, I don't think that one was, was as big of a deal for me. In 2020, I, I did really like, but it was really long. It was a real piece of work, and I think it had, like, two different versions and stuff, so yeah. I never really got into that. But he's come with, come at us with this thing, and it's just quite fun. That yeah. I, th- after, I think that's the thing. You have to take it for what it is and kind of sit back and try to not take it so seriously, especially yeah. once you see the video, you kind of it makes sense it kind of fits a context of this kind of robotic thing and uh it it just kind of makes a bit more sense to you so i would say it's one that it takes a few listens to try and kind of get into his head and and be like he's just he's making a bit of a raunchy weird little song yeah but i think he's like he's paced his career really well every time he brings something out new you think yeah I'm i'm ready for some more yeah, so he's never kind of around long enough for you to get sick of him. Even when he became like the biggest movie star in the world for like a little bit, yeah, it, it was only for about two years, and then he was gone again, and exactly to never appear in another film. And it was you just had to, there was enough. Where it was like, yeah, I, I enjoy him as a screen presence. He's you know he's likable. He's he's a good actor, and then he was gone. Yeah. Um, and the same with music. He kind of brings out a nice little album, and we all enjoy it, and then he's gone again. I think he's going to be... But I don't know why. I always used to put him in the same bag as, like, Robbie Williams. He No, he's a bit Robbie Williams, though. He's like America's Robbie Williams. A much... I was going to say much more famous, but Robbie Williams has been, like, brought out an album last year or something and been doing shows, and people bloody love him still. Oh, he's huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really realise. Um, but JT definitely is a bit of a hero, and... yeah. Uh, originally this wasn't going to be a highlight but after listening to it and kind of realising sometimes we come to things and it's like we have so much to say about them and you realise this was my highlight it's just 
Yeah. Just accept Come it. Bit, just lean into the fact that Justin Timberlake is always going to be your highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, so that's mine. Uh, Tin, what are you going to bring to the table? I am going to bring to the table a song by an actor that I think in the past we've been a bit up and down on. Uh, the act are called Migos, which I suppose anyone who's kind of plugged into pop culture will definitely have heard of in the last 12 months. They brought out an album last year called Culture... Um, which was a huge, huge hit, kind of led by Bad and Bougie, uh, which kind of, for a certain period of time, took over the world. It was one of the biggest songs around. Um, And there were certainly moments on their first record that I really, really enjoyed, and I think you did too. Yeah. But I found the record quite uh, samey. I found their delivery a bit too repetitive, I found like certain traits that they put into each song just like just boring after a while really and I think I was maybe just a little bit of a skeptic of you know did this act really have legs because they've suddenly well they fell into a bit of a trap which was something I mentioned last week about these kind of artists that were coming through as kind of more entertainers almost than musicians yeah. in their own right they were kind of you know, doing all the things that was pop were the popular at the time with their look and the things they were doing in the songs yeah. and all the the sounds they were making and all that stuff. They were just falling into a bit of a box. Yeah. Um but they've they've kind of very quickly got back in the studio again, uh, and been very keen to put out a second album this year which is gonna be called Culture Two. And mm. uh what I like is that they're kind of working with interesting people the song that I'm going to play is called Stir Fry it's produced by Pharrell and you can absolutely see his fingerprints all over it but I think it also shows like a bit more sort of dexterity from them as artists it really does mix things up from the last record uh, much more upbeat but also with some like sort of early 90s vibes that you don't really get with their delivery as well yeah, yeah. the delivery's changed um, it also reminds me of that song like that shake ass watch yourself it reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. Like it's a great, great tune, and I'm going to play it, and we're going to talk about it afterwards. This is Migos with Stir Fry. <laughs> Copy some letters and property. property. AP, Rose, Whoa. Pink Diamonds, Whoa. 
stir fry what do you think of it having just listened to it again i think that it, that one didn't take too long for me I, you you kind of played it to me this morning we're like this was gonna this is gonna be my highlight and i listened to it and within you know straight away i'm like coming up in my head with what it sounds like and momentarily it's like no nah, this is a good tune yeah it had um, me when i first heard it it was on um it was on one of those kind of new music Friday things. Yeah. I was getting ready in my bedroom and it literally just had me dancing immediately. I was I didn't realise it was Migos. I just thought this is a really cool tune. Who the hell is this? Because it didn't it didn't feel like a Migos track to me. Um, no, well, like you said with the whole fingerprints of Pharrell all over it, it's, it's very true. Yeah, and I couldn't quite put my finger on uh, who it was at, at the start, but I was just like NERD. That opening is very yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of heavy. So it's like hip hop music with this heavy, rocky kind of element. To yeah, 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 completely. Um, and it, in some ways, it's quite. It is quite repetitive. It's one of the things that I sort of claim to have been annoyed by them in the past. But the the song stays quite on a on a level the whole way through. But I, it just it just does something to me. It just really energizes me. Um, and. Obviously, there is another NERD album coming out this year as well. I didn't really like Lemons or whatever it was called, that first comeback the, single. The album's out. It's already out. Yeah, it came oh. out in that little gap between kind of... Oh, God. To be gap. fair, Tim, I wouldn't I wouldn't stress, you know, that there's some stuff that came out within, like, just before Christmas and the and beginning of the new year, and it just gets lost. Yeah. What? It's a awful time to bring out an album. Very silly. Who does it? I know you're a smart man, Pharrell. What are you? What are you doing that for? Bloody Charlie XCX brought an album out. Yeah, I've heard a few songs from that. What is it called? Pop Two Point or something, isn't it? Yeah, but it comes up as a 2017 album. It's like, just wait. There must yeah. be a reason behind it, but we won't go into that. Christmas sales? Who knows? No, it's almost like they're embarrassed about it, so they don't put it out. <laughs> now I'm listening to this, man. Yeah. <laughs> to Francis yeah. and the Lights, and just try and sneak it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. 
I think that's a really, really great tune, and probably, I'm going to say, my favourite song of 2018 so far. We're not that far into it, but no. still, so Fair far, enough. that has definitely been my favourite tune. I'll accept that. Good. I'm glad you accept that, because I can't be bothered to argue about it, but it is. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So that brings to a close our musical highlights of the week. <laughs> So, listeners, you will have noticed that, first of all, I'm going to say it, I'm going to shout it out, Harry's been, like, putting in work on the jingles this year, and he's killing it. Just heard another original one. I feel like there's loads more of these to come. Hopefully. Very, very enjoyable. But I'm also going to say, we're going into the beefy bit of the episode, and as it's Harry's birthday, we felt like we had to celebrate in some way. But we're not going to do, like, a artist who are 25. We're not going to do 1991, A Star Is Born. Not 91, 93. I'll tell you something about tracks, Tim. You never know what we're going to do. And it's we're not going to do that shit. You know, we've done yeah. that before. We don't do the same thing over yeah. and over and over and over. And you're definitely again. not going to guess what we're about to do because it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> but um, people who know Harry, of which there are few and far between, really, who really know him, mm. they'll know he's got a little interest a little thing that you wouldn't expect him to really like, but he really, really does. Hmm. Hmm. No, Could not, it be? Not that. Uh, <laughs> it's this. Space. <laughs> Harry loves space. Yeah. And uh, as a little birthday present to the guy, we're going to do an episode on space. Sort of. Thank you. We've been we've been thinking. It's been kind of a bit of a running joke, really, hasn't it? When we yeah. can't think of a theme for a week's episode, we're like, right, should we just do space this week then? <laughs> Uh, and finally, we're doing space. And episode 69 very nearly became the space episode. Did it? Yeah. Why? Landed on the moon. Oh. I don't know. Is that when that happened? I think so. Did it happen? Did it? Yes, it happened. I'm just asking. I'm just putting it out Yes, there. it happened. I'm not I'm not doing all that shit. Don't know. Don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it very nearly happened then. It's, it's happened on uh, many occasions because... I will try and fit it in as much as I can. Yeah. Well, this week we're giving you what you want, Harry. Myself and the listeners, we're going to indulge you and we're going to basically play a load of songs that have something to do with space, which is going to be interspersed with Harry talking about space, probably. I'll do a fact after each song. Okay, nice. I'm excited for that. Nice little fact. What is it about space that really just does it for you? Gets your gears going? I don't really know. I've, I, it's been since I was a kid. I've always loved uh, looking at the Earth. <laughs> like we had a we had a globe, yeah. Um, that I like looking at. I've always, you know, used to like looking into the sky, the stars, the moon. That stuff's always like. I don't. I'd love to know what it is. It, it's for me. It's the unpredictability and the the not knowing. You like the not knowing. See, I don't like the not knowing. I, I love it. I find that. Like, even when I start thinking about the very basic aspects of space, just, like, how far it goes, 
I just start to get a bit of a headache. It's just, I can't, because my brain can't fathom it, I find it quite a stressful thing to think about. When somebody talks to me about um, how big the universe is and all this stuff, I just get so excited. I just, and I just like, think there's Ugh. so much to talk about. I could go on and on and on and on and on and I could just sit there and ask questions. I'm not a hugely knowledgeable person, but I know, you know, basic things and just through reading things and that, but um, there's just something about it that I love. Like uh, there's, you know, people come to me and they say, I believe in Jesus. I'll say, I believe in space. I mean, <laughs> fair enough, but I think... It's, I mean, Jesus, maybe God, don't just don't go there. When they say I don't believe in aliens, I think you're a fucking moron, then, aren't you? So you do believe in aliens? I think it's stupid not to. I I probably think the same. I think I, people are a little bit too. They don't believe in little green men. I I I reckon if I had to like bet on what aliens probably look like, in my head, it's probably very similar to us. I like to think there's another world where they're kind of doing similar things. They look a bit like us. I mean, I think scientifically they say that um, something quite similar to us with a much larger head. Why Why has it got a larger head? If it's further away, it's more advanced. And if it's more advanced, then they would have a bigger brain. Something to do with that. That, Just people who know their stuff say that sounds ridiculous. From us. If they're out of our... You know, we get into areas I don't know about. Galaxy. But if yeah, they'll be out of our solar system, possibly mm-hmm. our galaxy, yes. Okay. I think we've checked. Um, we've had a look around. <laughs> we've had a little look around. The funny thing is about our galaxy is that, you know, there's more stars within our galaxy than there are grains of sand See from all the beaches see, this in the is world. What, yeah, this is one. And of then the there's things. more galaxies than yeah. you can ever imagine. Like to to look at the how it works. Like you see the sun. To, to look at every star and think that there is possibly a solar system per one. Because I used to think that a sun or a star, sorry, literally was a little star shape in the sky that was just lit up. Yeah. And apparently not him. No. But to think that there is, or when you look at it and you see that there's a sun. There's the planets around it that cause the solar system. Outside of that, there's yeah. another sun that has a solar system. And then you zoom out and you can see our galaxy, the Milky Way. You see all of that and you think, oh, how can every single one of those possibly have a planet that could harbour life? Yeah, exactly. This is, this is just where I, this is where I start to get a headache. And then what's after that? This is where I when want to... When does space stop? It's ever-expanding. Yeah, but then what's the other side of it? What's it expanding into? It's... That's what I mean. This is when I just get a headache. I mean, I've got one right now. It's expanding into more space. I mean, yeah. this is what we said earlier. Like, isn't it weird that it's called space? So, that was my one contribution to the conversation <laughs> about space. That it's quite funny that it's just called space. So what's up there? It's just space. Loads of space. Yeah, but what's in the space? Just more space. Just loads of space. Honestly, we've got so much space. We don't know what to do with it all. Just so much space. Should we move into that bit of space? Yeah, just just get out. Just fatten out into the space. Yeah. I love what you've done with this space. But to think, Tim, that at one point the whole the whole universe yeah. was all in one small area. Like it's since then it's been expanding since yeah. the Big Bang, and that that just it all blows my mind. What was there before that? This is what I, this is what I mean. That that the, is always the question. The that... human brain, Tim, will never fathom what no, that means. 
I think the other thing I don't like about it all is that I've got quite a fragile ego anyway, and people always say, like, uh, when you think about the wider context and you think about all these things and the hugeness, the enormity of the time and the space and all these things, and you realise that you're quite insignificant, it's like, I don't want to realise I'm quite insignificant. I want to... In my head, I want to be significant. Well, Tim... Why do you think I have a podcast? Like I've talked about before when I said astrology instead of astronomy. Yeah. Um, I talked about Carl Sagan and Carl Sagan's pale blue dot. Yes. Which is... It answers that question and it makes you understand how, if anything, that just truly proves how significant you are. The fact that you exist. The fact that you, Tim Garrett exist as a person that has your own thoughts from all the possibilities in the universe yeah quite to, to grow from bacteria to you within a space of too long <laughs> <laughs> I mean I better state my welcome let's be honest it is quite incredible yeah. and you should feel very significant that you're even here oh cheers mate no problem by here do you mean your bedroom yes <laughs> sitting next to me well done you <laughs> You've done well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm glad we're going onto this topic for once. Cool. Well, shall we go on to our first song? Yes. At the risk of just blabbering on, because that could happen. Yes. So my first pick, Tim, is 100% the loosest connection to the topic, and that is because the name of it is Space Song, and it's by Beach House. Okay. Nice. That's a nice song. We like Beach House. I love Beach House. I absolutely love them. Um, quite a spacey kind of band anyway. But uh, let's, let's give the thing a whirl. Let's give the people what they want. And we'll come back and we'll have a little chat. Nice. Okay, this is a Space Song by Beach House.
there we go beach house with space song and i gotta say it is uh, probably more spacey than i thought it was going to be or than i remembered it was going to be yeah you can't really get more spacey than the kind of floaty synthy sound can you no it's a really like incredibly light song isn't it there's um yeah, yeah it it genuinely feels like it's kind of just floating yeah floating is the word just kind of out in orbit it's that kind of uh that kind of modulated keyboard thing that that sounds like a little like life support thing or something yeah or like like you're in a spaceship and the yeah. things are going off and you know I've you know I've got to be honest I played this down to the fact that I love the song I love Beach House and it had the word space in it but I'd forgotten just how relevant the name was yeah in it yeah very um, descriptive title for the song yeah well done then no doubt about it no doubt about it right so this can only mean one thing Tim and it's not your pick it's Space Fact number one okay let's go the sun makes up 99.8% of the mass of the solar system. Really? Yep. That's loads, isn't it? Yep. Right, Tim, what is your <laughs> highlight of the week? Sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I'm in space land. I'm just thinking about that. Uh, your first song. My first song. So I'll go with my kind of most non-connected to space first as well. Nice one. Um, and it's actually... Unusually for me, slightly inspired by something I watched recently, I was, on a rare night when I thought, I'm going to watch a film or something, I watched the uh, Jim and Andy, about Jim Carrey being, playing oh, yes. Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon, and it's really, really, really good about him staying in character the whole time. He's kind of completely mad, um, but then has quite a profound ending. It's a real... It's a real. I only uh, got ten minutes in. It's a real roller coaster because you spend a lot of it thinking Jim Carrey's just a one a nutter and two a tosser, and then you kind of get to the end, and he says like some quite lovely, profound things, and it kind of comes full circle. He and it's quite he, beautiful. He goes into it wanting to be him as much as he can, doesn't he? So he just fully yeah, becomes the person for like months, and the director's phoning him up at night when he's in his hotel room, like, please, can I just speak to Jim? So you get to that point, so yeah. he never switches off. Never switches off. Throughout the off. whole... Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I would have to watch that then. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the the film that it's about and the uh, soundtrack to it is a very, very famous song by R.E.M., who I think, amongst like our generation, are probably a bit underappreciated and sort of forgotten in the mid-90s, they were the biggest band in the world. Like, significantly so. Absolutely mammoth. And um, albums such as Automatic for the People are classics that deserve probably more attention from people who weren't around at the time than they actually get. Um, and I absolutely love this song. I just think it's a real, real jam. Me and previous guest Ben Brooks were just chilling out in my bedroom a few weeks ago had like Spotify on shuffle yeah. and this happened to pop up and we're just singing along to every word, dancing. It's it's a classic. It's an absolute classic. I love it. And we're gonna play it now. This is REM with Man on the Moon.
have it. That was REM with Man on the Moon. The connection space being the moon. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get it. Yeah. Cool. So that's my first choice done. Does that mean we're getting another fact, or does that mean we're going on to yours? That means we're getting another fact. So, scientists have found a void in space one billion miles wide that could be a parallel universe. It's not a fact, really. It's more of a thing that they've noticed and might be. And lots I mean, of hypotheses. You found something that... How many miles was it? A million or a billion? A billion miles. I mean, don't really pat yourself on the back for finding something that big. So I, I found, you look for it. I found an elephant <laughs> in my bedroom. Well done, you. <laughs> Whatever. It's not <laughs> it's massive. There's one out there where I'm successful. Well, yeah, there's one and out there where we're number one of the podcast charts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too far. <laughs> right, uh, so my next pick, um, and we're going to go for, Regime's going to be my third, um, but I guess it's, you know, this is only there. It's a classic, and it's very much a, a song I wasn't originally going to play, because it's an obvious one. But I would find it difficult to get away from this without having it. Okay. You can probably imagine where I'm going to go. I've got two guesses. Okay. Which are, in your head, the same guess, which might be a clue. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> clue. Um, it is probably not the song you're thinking of. Okay. So, what are your guesses? Well, I think it's either going to be Elton John or David Bowie. You're right. But... Which one you've gone, I don't know. So we, have we told this story on the podcast, by the way? I feel like if yes, we, we have him. Okay. We were in your grandfather's uh, office when we... Studio. Studio, when yeah. we told that story. Oh, okay. Well, we'll tell it again anyway, because <sighs> it's funny and it's your birthday. It's not funny. It is funny. It was an accident. I was really drunk. Yeah. That, 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 no one's <laughs> laughing at you. We Everyone's just, laughing at me. It's funny. Every time you so, tell someone. <laughs> I do tell a lot of people. <laughs> I told my dad and sister today. You dick. <laughs> Why? Because it's funny. Oh, fine. So we're at a party out in a field, having the time of our lives. Uh, it's getting towards the end of the night, and Elton John, Rocket Man, comes on, and Harry stands up and says the eternal words, <laughs> I love David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> to which nobody noticed apart from one guy. And he looks at me and he's like, it's not David Bowie at the moment. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, it really oh, I really love me. it. It's so cute. If it was something like that, I was wrong on because no, I was wrong. <laughs> something that I because like, that was just an accident. I don't even know why I did it. If it was something that I genuinely didn't know, I've been like okay with it. But I'm more embarrassed that I know it, but I still said it. Yeah, it was good. It's not good. It's a great right. little anecdote. So you would guess I'm playing Space Oddity. Um, yeah, I'm not. You're playing... What are you playing? Starman. Oh, nice. Because uh, I think... And this goes on to my third pick, I think. Um, which I, I won't get into. I'll, I'll go into when I talk about my third. But if there's a song that is that encapsulates how good music is mm-hmm. to people out there in space, things out there in space. If they were to hear one song of ours, it would be this guy. This is one you'd put in like a Blue Peter time capsule. 
Yes, which yeah. we will get onto in the third. Oh. Hint, hint. Some people may know, some people may not. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, and, you know, it'd be hard not to have this. Space Odyssey might go in there as well. Um, but I think we've had Space Odyssey before. We haven't had Starman. I think this is a better song, personally. Yeah. I prefer this song to Space Odyssey. Yeah, because it, it's really good to belt out as well, isn't yeah. it? And there's there's just the little bit before the the chorus comes in. The ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Like that, for me, that is when, like, all of my, uh, like, whatever they're called synapses in my brain are like exploding just waiting for the chorus to come out it just kind of it gets you all excited yeah yeah so you know what more can we do than give it a spin here is uh, Starman by Elton John (laughs) (laughs) didn't know what time it was the lights were low oh
so coming back from Starman, we are an incredibly cocky Starman, I always think. Do you reckon? The Starman is cocky for sure. Oh yeah. Because I imagine you're out on a mission out in space. Yeah. And you found another species. You're going to be so close. You're thinking, I do want to go meet them. But I will blow <laughs> their minds. <laughs> I'm not really going to be able great. to cope with me. <laughs> I'd love to meet... Yeah, right. Go what dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Space fact number three. Ooh. The height of the nebula, the cone, is seven light years high. Meaning... I don't know when the nebula is you would need to stack roughly 10.5 trillion Earths to get to the top of it. A nebula is this. It's kind of like space gas, or... Mm. I don't really know. It's like it's a got collection face. of stardust and shit, I think. A little sad face. It looks like... Do you remember when yeah. there was that Renaissance painting that, that kind of got smudged and then someone tried to paint on top of it? <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. A cloud of gas and dust in outer space. Do you know what I love? When I say something that I don't really know, but yeah. it turns out I am a bit right. It sounds like well every single me. episode of the podcast ever. <laughs> but I do end up right. <laughs> so. Tim, you'll go. What are you going to give us? <laughs> I'm going to go up to... I've We've been to space. We're coming back down. And we're landing in Oldham in the early <laughs> 80s. <laughs> uh, we're going for Inspiral Carpets. Who are, they're one of those kind of cult bands really there for a long time there were a name that was just sort of floating around for me and i didn't really have much to cling on to but they have a song called saturn five which says saturn in it yeah but also wasn't saturn five one of the uh that was one of the rockets that is that the one they exploded i don't know let's find out with our trusty computer These are the alien noises, Tim, that people put in thingies. I mean, I really should have done my research on this, but I was just busy listening to the song. It was a uh, American human-rated expandable rocket used by NASA between 67 and 73. So, peak space race era. Right. Yeah. Saturn V. Um, but it's just a classic. It's a proper 80s northern indie tune. Um and it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I know you guys are going to love it, and I know you're going to love it too, Harry. So I'm going to play it. This is Inspiral Carpets with Saturn Five.
there you have it that was in spiral carpets with saturn five which is related to space because saturn five yeah and just the cu- the country i was going to call it there planet and it says something about houston as well it's all spacey yeah yeah which brings me on to what to your fact number four or five space fact number four 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 god i feel like i'm in the infinite monkey cage or whatever it's called i learned how to echo tim did you Four. 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 See, we're not hearing it, but they're hearing it at home, too. Four. <laughs> you don't have to four. do it. I'm applying the echo after. <laughs> right, space fact number four. And four. it's four. nice. <laughs> I'm getting ill and you made me do something out of my nose, which I can't get into. Um, this moves nicely, segues nicely into my my last and next pick. Okay. There is a gold-plated Earth soundtrack almost 11 billion miles away. What? There is a gold-plated Earth soundtrack almost 11 billion miles away. Okay. Would you like to know why, Tim? I don't really understand what you've said, but you've said it twice and I'm not going to make you say it again. (laughs) There's a gold-plated vinyl really, really far away from us. Okay. Right. Can you play gold vinyl? Well, we'll get on to how the <laughs> hell anyone's going to play it. So, in, I think, 1977, a committee chaired by... Sorry, a NASA committee that was chaired by Carl Sagan. That guy again. Yeah, he's absolutely legend. Shut up, does he? Shut up. <laughs> they assembled a mix of 115 images... A variety of natural sounds such as surf, wind, thunder, birds, whales and other animals. And they added musical selections from different cultures and eras, including spoken greetings from Earth people in 55 languages. Interesting. They put this on the Voyager 2 and in 1977 they basically threw it into space. Just loved it. Just chucked it in the air. And it floated up. I mean, And now it's so many billion miles away. And I believe it's now outside of... I forgot what it's called, but I think it's in the interstellar bit. Have they tracked it? Yeah. Is that uh, the furthest... It's not just like uh Is that the furthest away human-made thing ever? I think so. It's between that and the Hubble telescope. But I, I don't even think the Hubble's that far out. But I'm not... I'm Again, I'm just completely guessing. But I think it might be the furthest thing out. I think there's four... Yeah things that have been sent from us that are really really far away but anyway um and the reason i'm going for this is because it's quite beautiful i'll i'll, I'll link you the um the kind of lists of everything because mm. they'll they kind of have the list of the 115 images and they range from like 
quite amazing things. They're all like seventies images as well. So you, you think, can you update them now? Uh, mm. Can you send another lot through just on a memory stick? Yeah. Because here's the thing: who? How are they going to play the vinyl? Well, that's the thing. Do they put a record player in there as well? Then again, how are they going to play anything? They might not even have electricity. They're bugs. What are they going to do? Don't know. I find it. I mean, overwhelming anyway. Let's be let's be very very honest about the fact that you keep going on about how everything's a trillion miles and a bazillion Earths <laughs> piled on top of each other. The chances of that speck actually landing anywhere useful are so. It wouldn't land on anything, but no. click, clog, clog, click. No, might, but getting um, caught or anything. Might grab it in, and then they don't they don't have, see it. They've got the technology to make anything they want, so they'll be like, this looks like a, some kind of vinyl, and then they'll make a vinyl player with their ha- special hands. It's just going to flow away, but it's a nice idea. Anyway, they've got maths problems. They've got like a colour thing. They've got pictures of the Earth, uh, Jupiter, the Moon. Um, they've got DNA babies uh they've got an island uh Olympi- olympians yeah there's a like a a thing there that shows how babies are like oh, photos images. of babies yeah uh and then they've got two people hunting a deer so lots of these images of different cultures they've got like motorways and traffic and an airplane and all sorts of things so like, i mean imagine imagine if we got caught one of them from somewhere else you don't, don't really know where it's come from, but it's just sort of plops on your doorstep. Yeah. You're like, what is this? And we're looking at these images of, like, all these things we can't comprehend, just, like, yeah. random shapes and things. We're yeah. like, that's a plane. We're like, that's not a plane. That is just a blob. Yeah. It's amazing, Tim. Um, and the sounds are incredible, the greetings. You can all you can go and find these. But uh, we're a music podcast, and uh, the following records and music pieces that they put on this record really do span... Earth's um, output output of music, yeah. And you read down it, and it's like this is a lovely committee. They've really done a good job in kind of getting music from all, from different areas and yeah. things. They should have waited a bit and put some Kanye West in there as well. They really shouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, one day, I don't know which one, but we will definitely do the Voyager three. Yeah. Or you know whatever. Uh, which what we're, what we're going to put on the record okay. for the next one? Your next birthday will. That's it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so we get Senegalese music, Australian, Mexican, American uh, music from New Guinea, Japan. We've got Bach and Mozart. Uh, we've got Peruvian pan pipes, uh, Azerbaijan bagpipes, Stravinsky. There better be some English on there. There oh. isn't, okay. as far as I know. We exported popular culture to the rest of the world. It's like arrogant, there's but not. There should um, be. The Beatles aren't on there. No, that's the thing. This is 77. Come on. They haven't put the Beatles on there. No. This is an outrage. Who is this committee? I don't know. <laughs> Why is Australia on there? I don't know. I started this quite hopeful and I got pissed off. Um, I mean... I realised that maybe... It was Carl Sagan. <laughs> like, like anything, you don't sort of realise the significance of it at the time. So I realised that maybe in 77 the Beatles didn't seem quite as significant as they do now. That's a very good point. But at the same time, they were still the biggest act in the world. Yeah. Is Elvis on there? No. Uh, what's uh, going on? Of popular kind of music, uh, of popular... Yeah, of popular music, we've got um, Johnny B. Good. That's good. Chuck Berry. Great song. Invented rock and roll. 
Exactly. Then we have Melancholy Blues by Louis Armstrong. And it's Hot 7. And then I think we have one more. Dark Was the Night, written and performed by Blind Willie Johnson. No. Well, that's the song I'm going to pick now. Okay. And I just want you to imagine um, being an alien and getting this and getting to this track. And, you know, there's much kind of weirder stuff on here, but... It, it's just really odd. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine, you know, when we listen to this, we we understand the context of it, we understand where this music comes from, the era and all that stuff. To anybody else, it's just going to be noises. But yeah. just just imagine you've never heard this song, which you probably haven't. Hmm. And let's see what you think. Yeah. And try to imagine why they chose this. So, Dark Was the Night, written and performed by Blind Willie Johnson. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. 
So that was my third and final pick, uh, Blind Willie Johnson with Dark Was the Night. I enjoyed that, but it wasn't the Beatles, was it? <laughs> you won't let this go, <laughs> will you? Um, no, but it's it's stunning. And it's uh, yeah, it encapsulates a time in the world that was, you know, important. See, that's interesting, isn't it? Because it it definitely for us, well, for me anyway, I can only speak for myself. Obviously. Um, but, like, it's very... Um, it conjures up all kinds of images of sort of the American Deep South yeah. and um, is very atmospheric. But that's informed by so much other knowledge yeah. of the world. So would that... That wouldn't conjure up the same things to an alien. No, it wouldn't. It would just sound like... I don't know. They haven't invented drums yet. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fact number (laughs) five? Yes. Something like that. All of the stars, galaxies and planets only make up 4% of the universe. That one doesn't blow my mind so much. Because the rest is space. space. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you look at like any planet and there's just, it's not like got another one right next to it, does it? There's there's loads of just like empty. Do you know, bonus fact number six, you can fit all of the planets in our solar system between Earth Earth and the sun. End of a needle. Oh. No. (laughs) (laughs) They're really big. (laughs) Needles are tiny. (laughs) Um, No. Um, So nice. Uh, your final pick, Tim. Eventually, I'm going to get there with the question. Final pick, Tim. My final pick is the most spacey of them all. Yeah, man. It's Kevin Spacey, this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's by Public Service Broadcasting, the London band who came out maybe seven or eight years ago now, I'm nice. going to say. Maybe a bit less, actually. Um, they're really interesting. I I remember seeing them for the first time. I didn't know anything about them, and they were supporting Kaiser Chiefs in Brighton. Um, and I found them really, really fascinating. They're a full band, and they come out and they look just like a normal band. But then you realise none of them have got mics, um, because they play their live set to a load of kind of found footage, um, all kind of archive radio things and... Um, a lot of things from, as their band name suggests, like public service TV shows, all that kind of stuff. It's all so they play those behind. Yeah, throughout the set. Yeah, so that's that's the sort of vocal that you get, and then they're sort of playing guitar and drums and everything along with it. Um, and it it just made for a really interesting spectacle. I was kind of fascinated by them after seeing them live, um, and they've done like a few a number of different projects. There was one about kind of um, the move away from sort of industrial industry in the West, particularly in sort of northern England, which is a really interesting piece of work. But the one I'm going to play a song from is 2014, I believe. 2014, they brought out an album called The Space Race, which uh, essentially incorporated archive footage and samples from the British Film Institute to tell the story of the American and Soviet space race between 1957 and 1972. Um, It's 42 minutes long, I think about 
11 songs maybe um mm. all like really varied but totally tell this story i think that's what's great about it. there really is a narrative that runs through the whole piece um and also a load of songs that kind of really stand on their own i know they're not the first band to use archive footage it's you know it's not a new trick plenty of people have done it but they're really really good at it they're really accomplished musicians and i think they make really um intriguing pieces that kind of draw you into the story they're trying to tell the song i'm gonna play is called go which i'm afraid i i cannot tell you which um which particular rocket or space thing that the you can hear basically kind of nasa instructions coming yeah. from home uh i oh. think it's it's basically it's the launch of a rocket but i haven't been able to find which rocket it is but it's a really really interesting piece of music and i just think quite unique and for this theme it couldn't be more perfect Spontan. yeah so this is public service broadcasting with go this is Apollo Control at 102 hours into the flight of Apollo 11. It's grown quite quiet here in Mission Control. A few moments ago, Flight Director Gene Kranz uh, requested that everyone sit down, get prepared for events that are coming. And he closed with a remark, good luck to all of you. minutes now until ignition for power descent. Everything's still looking very good at this point. Okay, all flight controllers, gonna go for power descent. Retro, go. Fido, go. Guidance, go. Control, go. Telcom, go. Jinsey, go. Ecom, go. Surgeon, go. Capcom, or go for power descent. We're off to a good start. Play it cool. Okay, I'll fly controllers. I'm going around the horn. Okay, retro. Go. Final. Go. Guide. Okay, keep the chatter down in this room. 
service broadcasting with go and that is picks done do you have one last fact for us before we mosey on on our merry little ways i do tim and it is in my opinion one of the most outstanding facts there is about space and it really makes me feel good about things okay the universe as we know it all the complex atoms that make up everything we know owe their origins to ancient exploded stars dating back billions of years. This whole fact that we are space dust. We are stars. We are stars. We are made of stars. No, we are just our stars. We are stars. (laughs) Stars in our eyes and in our whole bodies and in everything that is. Yeah. We owe it all to blown up, exploded, dying, dead stars from billions and billions of years ago. Yeah, it's another one of those things I find really confusing. That there's only like there's a finite amount of like building blocks with like chemicals or whatever it is in the earth, and that all just kind of comes back as something. I don't really know. No, I know what you're saying, and it's uh, yeah. I mean. That I can't help you with. <laughs> I mean, I can't help. I can't it's, help anyone with anything. I was rubbish at science at just, So was I. Just, oh my god! The one lesson uh, the teacher said we could do extra, extraterrestrials. We learned about Sat I think it's called the search for extraterrestrial life. So Sat. Don't know. Sati. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, and it was really cool. And then we did the stars and space like one lesson, and then we talked. Talked about nitrogen and shit, and I couldn't be bothered with it, which no. you know, I guess is important, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I love space, and yes. if you have any space facts that I haven't mentioned and you don't think I'll know, which is still quite a lot, let me know. Yes, yeah, give me your in. best fact because Harry will love it. I'll, I'll read it, and I'll say, Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> maybe I'll read your name out in the next episode. Maybe you will. Well, it's been a, it's been a fun one. As I think we've all really learned how much you love space and also how much we all love you, Harry. It's your birthday, so Thank have you. a good one, mate. You too. Not you too. It's not my birthday. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> I'll never get that right. <laughs> cool. Well, I have been Tim. And I've been Harry. And this has been Trex. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. 
Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant. Every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species, lived there, on a mote of dust, suspended in a sunbeam. The Earth is a very small stage. In a vast cosmic arena, think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors, so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants. Of some other corner, how frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds, our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe, are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck. In the great enveloping cosmic dark, in our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate, visit, yes, settle. Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another. And to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known.